Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by John Davis, one of the most successful, if not the most successful runner from both Oakwood High School and the University of Illinois. Uh, first of all, John, congratulations on just an outstanding career and thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You know, I don't know where to begin with, with your accomplishments. Uh, high school, a nine-time state champion, uh, Illinois, what, four or five All-American honors, uh, just, <laughs> just a, a litany of success just uh, across the board. I guess a good place to start is after high school, what were your expectations as you transitioned into college running? What did you think it was going to be like? Uh, well, I definitely coming out of high school, I thought there'd be uh, like an immediate success, kind of like a, a, the same level of uh, success immediately that I had in high school. And, uh, you know, simply that that wasn't the case. There was a bit of a learning curve and whatnot, but, uh, you know, the expectations were high. And mo most of that was, uh, expectations I put on myself um but yeah that's what that was like did you feel like though coming out of high school were you prepared to run at the next level uh so was it more of a, a mental thing or more of a physical thing uh, I think it was a combination of both uh I, I had pretty solid training in high school so there wasn't too huge of a um you know difference in training but the the training load and getting your body to get callous to the extra uh, work that you're giving it uh, took a little more time than I had initially thought um, and mentally just being able to run 8k on a cross-country course compared to a little a little shy of a 5k um, in cross-country in high school so I think I, I think um, a little a little bit of both mentally and physically uh, I had to adjust and then you, you did have some success relatively early in your year of UI career I think it was your, your sophomore year indoors uh, you ran a mile under four minutes, and I, I looked back in the in the history books. They said you were the 498th American to do that. So, I mean, talk yeah. about uh, you know that that kind of achievement right there. Yeah, you know, I mean, you think about how many people or how many years people have been running a mile, and and you know by the time you did it, not even 500 had done it. So, talk a little bit about having that kind of success, uh, you know, on that kind of a stage so early in, in your college career. Yeah, that was definitely uh, uh, a landmark race early. Am I? Uh, collegiate career I think I, I think like an hour later the 500th American ran under four so I think we were trying to time it for us to be the 500th and so like someone else got the honor but I guess I could say I was one of the first 500 um, but yeah it, that it was it was pretty sick um, that was definitely where our training was at at that point um, you know all indicators were that we were, were pointing towards that we were able to do that um, and just putting it together on race day in the armory at home was like pretty cool. It's still one of my favorite races of my collegiate career, just because uh, the home crowd was there and uh, people were getting pretty loud and it was, people were lining the track. It was really fun. Then a year later, I think it was January of, of 2019, you, you ran even faster indoors. So talk about being able to, you know, show that it wasn't just a, a one-time thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Next, the next year um, was able to do it on a bank track and, uh, I had an injury and then a, a sickness that followed that at the end of uh, or in the during the majority of 2018. So being able to come back and do that again in January was uh, a huge weight off my shoulders as well. Just knowing I could get back to where I was relatively quickly, but um, it was pretty fun. That race was markedly different from the first time. Uh, the competition was a lot more stiff. I had company most of the way there um, through the finish, and um, I think. Uh, this is the first time someone had run that fast in Iowa or in Iowa City specifically. So um, it was at the University of Iowa. So that, that, that was pretty cool in its own um, 
little world, but yeah. So you had, you know, at different times, you had injuries, you had to overcome uh, illnesses. Uh, you know, generally people would say those are not a good thing, but I'm wondering, you know, they forced you to have some breaks in there. So do you, do you think kind of from that standpoint, you know, rather than just training, you know, 12 months a year, you know, all four or five years that you'd be at the U of I, do you, do you think it was good maybe to have some of those breaks in there and, and just kind of mentally regroup and recover? Yeah, they, those definitely served a purpose that I, I, I didn't realize they would until I had gone through the whole like injury process, I guess. Um, having taken significant time away from our way, well, yeah, away from running like during my like junior and senior year at Illinois. Uh, I, I think that allowed me to mature as like a person and as an athlete. So when I did get back on track, there was like a different fire and like a different set of, um, a, a different set of motivations that allowed me to get where I am today. Um, I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't gotten injured, but I definitely think like the time that I spent injured um, allowed me to grow in certain ways that I necessarily wouldn't have, I guess, if I hadn't gotten injured. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was a net, a net benefit uh, given where we're standing now. And do you feel like it gave you, a, if not a greater appreciation, maybe at least a different appreciation for, for running and, and what it can do for you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, during the time I was injured, uh, we really hammered the uh, cross training. So that's aqua jogging, stationary bike, or uh, just swimming. Uh, the, those sorts of exercises, I think, were a little bit more mundane in my head than, uh, you know, running 60 to 70 miles a week. So I, th I think the, the mental... Uh, the mental focus and toughness that I had to develop to kind of do that day in and day out was something that I carried into running after I got done um, with my injury. So despite the adversity, you continue to do well in, in the classroom. I was trying to count up how many uh, academic all Big Ten honors you earned, and I don't know if I know exactly, but uh, I mean multiple. Practically every year, uh, either in cross country or track or both, you're on the, the academic all Big Ten team. So talk about being able to maintain you know, that commitment in the classroom when things maybe weren't going as well in your personal life with the running as, as you would have liked. Yeah, uh, I, I think there were ebb and, ebbs and flows with that as well. And there was a separate uh, adjustment and uh, sort of growth that I had on the academic side during my college career. But it, it was definitely a balancing act that got easier as the years went on. Um, and each semester kind of presented its own set of challenges academically and you know, even athletically as that was going on. And, but I think in the, in the end, I was able to kind of strike the right balance the last few years. Um, but yeah, the support staff and the support system here for athletes is pretty top notch. So I think that uh, was instrumental in kind of keeping me on track when, when, when things started to look a little ugly at points, you know, in my college career, athletically and academically. So even though you, you, you had some injuries in there and then, you know, along with everything else, COVID comes along and, and shuts you down for uh, the, the spring of 2020. I mean, talk about the different things you, you've had to deal with over the years and uh, to, to get to this point. I think at, at this point now you've competed six different years at the U of I, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. So talk, talk about the things you've had to overcome and, and you know, to, to reach the point that, that you have now. Yeah. So with COVID, I, I can't, that was another thing that uh, on the surface kind of looked like a terrible thing for, you know, anybody's athletic career, but we were just coming off a pretty serious uh, stress injury in my femur. And so going into that indoor season, we were, we were still getting back to, uh, you know, getting, the, getting the basics down and building fitness. And 
Um, you know, when COVID came around, everything shut down. People got uh, years reimbursed, athletic years reimbursed, and allowed me to, I guess, train for nine months uninterrupted without any, um, without any ebbs and flows of the seasons or any of those pressures. So um, I, I think that gave me the eligibility I have now and the eligibility I've left, and it allowed me to kind of reset myself after um, the last serious injury I had. So, um, you know, it was a tough time for most people, but I, I think it was a great opportunity to kind of get back on the horse and have enough time to do that. So, it, you know, one thing that that allowed, I mean, you were able to, to complete your bachelor's degree and then also this past year complete your, your master's in accounting. So, uh, you know, you, you've certainly taken advantage and, and gotten yourself in a good position there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that, that just worked out. That could not have worked out better um, or more ideally, for sure. So I want to talk about the, the 2022 season, your, your final season here um, in, on, on the track, uh, qualified for the NCAA meet, your final race as an NCAA athlete, uh, first team All-American in the 1500. I think you were sixth place there. Uh, but yet, as I understand it, you're probably a little disappointed, a little frustrated with that race. T take me through that race and just kind of, you know, the big picture, what it meant to be a first team All-American, but yet, you know, some of your feelings about the race as well. Yeah, definitely. Going into that race, our goal, going into the postseason in general, our, our goal was to win every single race from here on out, there on out. Um, and, and, you know, in any prelim or any final, and we had done that up to the final, we were feeling great. And so the goal was to come in and control the race and try to win it. And, you know, the, the way, the, the competitiveness that is in the 1500 right now for the NCAA is, only gotten stronger, stronger since I've been in college and it's going to continue to get stronger. So um, you could only control so much and um, in the race. And so when things kind of get out of control and, you know, some people have it that day, there's, there's not much you could do. I think, you know, there, there are certain mistakes I made in that race, but um, I, I think we controlled everything that we could control and, you know, the chips fell where they fell. So but it's definitely a little bit of a disappointment. And then we are able to carry that on, you know, uh, at USA. So we, we turned that negative into a positive. Yeah. So two weeks after the NCAA, you, you ran in the, in the USA championships, also in the 1500 meters, uh, came back with a time of 346.01 and was second in that race. And some of the, the numbers that really impressed me with that, your final 100 meters, you ran in 12.28 seconds. I mean, there'd be some, I'd be happy with that kind of time. And, and here you're a long distance guy. Uh, and then your final 400 in, in 5201. So, I mean, you, you obviously, you know, were in position uh, to, to really do what you wanted to do in, in the, the final, uh, at least lap of that race, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. That, and the, I was fortunate to have that race play out almost exactly like the final at the NCAA championships two weeks ago. So uh, there are a lot of different correlations between those two races. And I think, you know, th that was an example of the day of a day where, you know, I had it and things were clicking and, you know, we got second in the U S. Um, so I, you know, I, I think that just shows that, you know, there's a lot of volatility in this specific event and, you know, we had it that day and we're going to keep tinkering away so we could have more, more, more sureness as to like how often we have a really good day. What do you think the difference was uh, in those two days, the NCAA meet and the USA championship? What, what allowed you to be in the position you were uh, at the USA championships? I think it's just the anticipation of what uh, people had a tendency to do in races and 
how things would unfold. We were pretty much prepared for anything going into USA's for it to be a 334 race or as it was a 346 race. So I'm um, just being able to adapt on the fly and know how things were going to end and what we had to do and where we had to be to finish high in that cert, cert, like sort of race. I, I think that really helped. Whereas like the NCAA championships, you don't know exactly how you're going to mentally fight through a race like that or deal with it. Um, so we were a little bit more sharp mentally. So when people started to make, started to make moves, we had enough heads, you know, headspace to recognize what was happening and what that would cause to happen later on in the race, 15 seconds down the road, a minute down the road. So, um, you know, and I felt pretty great with 300 meters to go and the confidence kicked in the last 50 when I started to catch, you know, the initial few people and I uh, was able to come away with a pretty quick last 100. So. I think that's evidence of just knowing what to do and what was happening and when to do it. So coming out of high school, at that point, did you consider yourself more of a cross-country runner or track runner? And then how has that changed, if it has changed now, as you, you know, finish up year six at the U of I? Um, I think coming out of high school, I'd say I was uh, kind of a, a perfect mix of both. Like I liked cross. I was pretty good at cross in high school and the same could be set for track. And I think as I got older and competed more races, I think I found uh, my sweet spot in like the 1500 outdoors and mile 3k indoors. Um, I, I think I could probably still run a pretty good cross race or a 5k on the track, but um, you know, I, I, I tend to enjoy training and racing 1500s and uh, miles, like races of that nature way more than any other event. But I'd consider myself now just like a pure miler. What do you think you like? so much about that race the 1500 or 1600 uh, that just kind of has appealed to you over the years yeah there's so there especially in college and then the professional scene there are, are a lot of ways to approach a 1500 from a training standpoint and a racing standpoint so you'll have people who are 800 guys you might have run uh or had a more aerobic based fall that are ready to run and move up to the 1500 or run a good 3k and then you have the 5k and 10k uh, higher mileage guys who come down that have some foot speed and you throw those guys in with like the peer milers who could do a little bit of both you know that the tactics that people bring to that race come across from a, like a wide range of you know di different tactics so it's fun to watch as a spectator and to be in races like that as a competitor so you just don't know what to expect it can do the race could go out and unfold in so many different ways and it's it's a pretty exhilarating regardless but um, it's just really fun to race and uh, react to moves and strategies. Now, as I understand it, you would still have a season of eligibility left at the U of I in both cross country and indoor track. Is that something you're going to pursue or what are your thoughts there? Um, so as of right now, I ha I'm not, I'm not coming back. I graduated with a graduate degree um, in May um, and I'm, I'm kind of figuring out my way and onto the next uh, step in this sport and kind of in the middle of a lot of that at the moment. So I, I think it's safe to say that I'm not going to use, I, I actually had a cross and outdoor instead of indoor. I, I came to realize a few weeks ago, but I don't think we'll um, take advantage of the extra time though. It's, it's nice to have that, but um, I, I think we're going to see what, what the next level holds and try to figure out that landscape in the next few weeks. So what, what do you see yourself now uh, uh, for yourself now as a runner, you're going to be competing independently. You're going to try to uh, go overseas. What, what are, kind of thinking i mean you may not know for sure but what what kind of ideas do you have uh so the idea right now is to uh gauge the interest of different 
sponsors and you know they're interested in sponsoring me as an athlete and just seeing what's what what's out there um and seeing what groups i can get with what companies i get sponsored by um i think i'll definitely still be u.s based although i'll probably have option to train you know some places in the world but i'm, I'm pretty confident um I'll, I'll stay in the u.s uh, for the most part unless you know we'll go out to a few european races or something um but yeah yeah the plan is right now to stay in the u.s and keep training and uh nail down a sponsorship so do you see yourself uh as somebody that's going to continue running indefinitely i mean do you feel like that'll be a prominent part of your future whatever you do yeah so my my, my future ambitions stretch you know as of right now in running two years into the future that's one olympic cycle or i guess half a half an olympic cycle um up to the paris games in 2024 um so after that, it just depends on like what success I have found, what I think I can find in the next Olympic cycle up to LA in 2028. But as of right now, I'd, I'd plan to continue running at least until uh, the next Olympics. Are you also going to be joining the workforce too, or is your, is your job going to be continuing to, to train and, and work out? Uh, so I did, I did have a, uh, a job um, nailed down and I uh, committed to working somewhere out West. And, you know, the way the last two months have unfolded, uh, I had to step away from the art. I decided to step away from that offer. And um, as things were starting to ramp up on the potential, you know, professional running sponsorship side of things, as that was ramping up, I just decided to uh, withdraw myself from that opportunity. Um, so, you know, I'll be training full-time here you know, come this fall and for the next two years. Is that kind of a, a fun concept for you at this point? Or, or have you been running so long that it's a little bit more of like, oh gosh, I'm going to continue doing what I've been doing the last, uh, whatever, eight, 10, 12 years. Yeah, um, it's, it's going to be interesting for sure, not having as many different pressures and whatnot that college brings um, outside of running. But um, I'll, I'll still study uh, for the CPA exams and pass those just to you know, have something on the resume, you know, come up in the next few years, other than, uh, you know, training for the next world championships or Olympics. Um, so I'll, I'll continue to study and find uh, different professional, like educational opportunities, but um, I think I'll be running and training full-time. And I, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. It's, it's something I thought of for a long time and didn't necessarily uh, think I could do until, um, you know, the last few weeks. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. If you would kind of talk, uh, reflect on these last six years that, that you've had at the U of I, obviously some ups and downs in there. And, you know, we've mentioned some of the times and races, but, you know, I mean, you had Big Ten titles, uh, championships in there as well. Mile uh, indoors this year as a senior, uh, qualified for various uh, NCAA meets and cross country or, or track. Talk, just kind of talk about some of the, the things that really stand out in your mind over these past six years. Yeah, uh, definitely from a performance uh, standpoint. Uh, running the big 10 championships and having a wide range of performances at those over the years um, was definitely something I um, have reflected on and will continue to reflect on, especially the, um, the relay titles that we were able to win or relay medals that we were able to win are definitely something that uh, I, th I think of um, from time to time. And I'm sure the other guys on those relays kind of think of that as, um, you know, one of the funnest uh, endeavors they had in college athletically, but 
yeah, there's just so many different experiences and uh, races to reflect on and whatnot. And, you know, 90% of it all uh, positive looking back. So, um, you know, there's always something, I guess, to learn to races that you rewatch or rethink about and, you know, lessons to draw from those. But yeah, just a lot to reflect on, especially in the last, you know, six years. That's a long time to be in college. So got, got a lot of material to think through and reflect on. That's for sure. Are, are the times that you're running now, are they ones that you would have imagined possible for you coming out of high school or what kind of goals uh, had you set for yourself at that point? Yeah, uh, being a little naive, I thought I had run this fast or maybe faster at this point, but you know, I didn't necessarily, that was me just getting a little ahead of my skis in high school, uh, if I look back, but um you know, I think I, I wouldn't have guessed, you know, what it would take to run those times. It's, it's, it's one thing to think you could run it. Um, you have the ability to run it and, you know, actually going out and training and consistently, you know, working on the craft and then actually doing that on race day is like something totally different from what I thought in high school. Well, and I would think too, the, the rewarding part then is not just to do it once or twice, but to be able to hit those times consistently uh, over a period of, of meets and period of years to show that, you know, you could do it multiple times. Am I right in that? Yeah, yeah, that too. Just like not not looking for one race to define, I guess, your, um, your, your running career up to that point is kind of like a collection of, um, you know, what you're able to do on your best day when everything's clicking. Um, and, you know, you can still do great things when, when you line up for a race and it might not be your best day, but you somehow find and find a way to perform well. I guess those, those are definitely, those days are definitely just as satisfying as days when you just feel great and you race great. If you could look into your, your crystal ball after you're done with, uh, you know, the, the upcoming Olympic cycles and kind of done as a competitive runner, what, what would you like to be doing with your life 10, 15 years from now? Um, that's a good question. That's, 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 a, that's a good time, a good amount of time away. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not too sure if it's, uh, it could be a wide range of things. Um, looking that far into the future, I could be uh, in the professional work workforce, you know, maybe in an accounting or finance role somewhere, or I could be coaching or I could be, heck be running 10 years from now and be moving up to the 5k or 10k or running a marathon. I'm not, I'm not too sure how that's all going to unfold, but you know um, yeah, there's just, a, there's just a lot of, uh, opportunities at the moment, you know, looking that far down the road. At this point, have you run a marathon? Uh, no, I don't plan to anytime soon. It's, it's a little too long. <laughs> I was going to say, so that, that's on your bucket list to accomplish in the next few years, huh? Yeah, maybe in the next few decades. If, if I'm feeling fit, maybe I'll come to Champagne and try to win that. I think that'd be really cool. But that that's just a lot of time, you know, on the roads and training and something I'm not, not used to even now. So, um, Maybe one day, though. Absolutely. We've been talking today to with John Davis from Oakwood, uh, also a graduate of University of Illinois. Uh, John, anything else you'd like to add about your running career or, or life in general before we let you go today? Nothing that I could think about. Uh, it's pretty exhaustive. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. All right. Well, we appreciate your time. I uh, wish you uh, continued good luck, and we'll follow your career as long as it goes, and uh, and hopefully you have a lot more successful days uh, in the in the years ahead. Awesome, for sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, John. Appreciate it.